0: Word. Come on, say it like you mean it. This is God's Word, not Pastor Evan's Word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be, and I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the Word of God. I boldly declare that my, mind is alert. that my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, my, heart is receptive. my ears are open, ears are open and I better, I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same, I'll never be the same. in Jesus' name, in Jesus name. Amen. amen. Father, thank you this afternoon for your word. And I pray that the Spirit of God will breathe life into what is said, and I pray that every heart is receptive And that, Father, our lives will be changed. And, God, I just glorify you and thank you for these singles. That they just won't hear this word, but they will do this word. And as they hear it and as they do it, their lives will go to levels they could never imagine. And I thank you ahead of time for signs, miracles, and wonders following their lives. In Jesus' name, can everybody say Amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. If you're visiting us, we've been in a series entitled Thrive or Survive. Say Thrive or Survive. survive. And the focus has been on strengthening our married couples as well as our singles. So if you're in this service, it has been catered for singles. So if you're married and you accidentally got to this service because you're visiting us, You'll probably learn something even though you may not be single anymore. If anything, you will see the struggles that singles may have and uh, hopefully that will ha- never cause you to d- divorce. Amen? So because many of you by the poll that I've taken desire to be married, I thought it would be good to, to provide every one of you all with a practical lesson And so I changed what's on the CD. I changed it. So the lesson today is entitled Entering, Engaging, and Exiting Dating Relationships. Entering, Engaging, and Exiting Relationships. And I'm not going to focus on the exiting. And here is why. Because if you enter the relationship properly, you won't have to exit the relationship. Can you say amen to that? Now, let me just say something to you while you're there. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I'm going to share something with you that may shock you. One of the reasons married couples struggle today is because unequally yoked and being spiritually prepared for relationships is probably the core problem with most married people right now. In other words, before they got married, they weren't spiritually prepared. Or when they were single and dating, they were not equally yoked with the person, so you add those two together and you get married, either you are going to be a spiritual infant, or you are marrying the wrong person. How many know that's a that's a recipe for disaster? Yes. So in second Corinthians chapter six, I'm gonna point something out to you because I really need you to understand what the criteria is for you all to enter into a relationship. I am so uh, discouraged when I hear single people dating non-Christians. There are too many Christians out there for you to be dating a non-Christian person. Now, I'm going to help define what a non-Christian is So you all can walk out and know if you dating one or not. Okay? 2 Corinthians chapter 6. It says, be you. Now, just look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you. I'm in verse 14. I'm sorry. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 14. It says, be you not unequally yoked together with who? With unbelievers. For what fellowship does righteousness have with unrighteousness and what communion does light have with darkness verse 15 and what concord has christ with belial or what part has he that believes with an infidel which means unbeliever and what agreement does the temple of god have with idols For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Now, I want to read that verse. In fact, let me just keep reading. It says, Wherefore, come out from among them and be you. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you again. And be you separate, says the Lord. Don't even touch the unclean thing. And I will receive you. And I will be a father to you. You will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Now, I'm going to read this verse again out of the Living Bible Translation. I think it made it clearer. This is what it says. Don't be teamed with those who do not love the Lord. For what do the people of God have in common with the people of sin? How can light live with darkness? And what harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a Christian be a partner with one who doesn't believe? And what union can there be with, between God's temple and idol's? For you are God's temple, the home of the living God. And God has said of you, I will live in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. That is why the Lord has said, leave them. Just look at your neighbor and say, leave them. them. Now look at your other side and say, leave them. He says, leave them. Separate yourself. Look at them again. Say, "Separate separate them. Say, separate them separate yourselves from them. Now notice God told you to do the separate. Some of you are praying, Lord, I don't know how to get out of this. Lord, I don't know how to get it out of this. Listen, he told you to separate. He didn't put you together, so it ain't his job to separate you. Okay, I'm going to be nice today. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. Leave them. Separate yourselves from them. Don't touch their filthy things. And I will welcome you and be your father and you will be my sons. Listen to this now. Here's the first point I want to give you. Being unequally yoked starts with spiritual criteria, not with natural criteria. See, some of you all, when you meet somebody, you you just completely ignore the spiritual criteria and you look at the natural criteria. You know, the Bible says God looks on the inside, but man looks on the outside. When you meet someone... It's the spiritual criteria that should judge whether or not you should even go further with that person, not how fine they may be. Come on now. And when I say being unequally yoked starts with spiritual criteria, because if you go back to 2 Corinthians, let's look back at 2 Corinthians, notice the first thing he says, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers unbelievers that's a spiritual term so he's saying the first thing before you even connect with somebody before you even give them your phone number you should already know what spiritual condition their life is in you say well pastor how am i gonna know if i don't talk to them talk to them right then and there and then Don't give them your number and then talk to them. No, because what if they disqualify? What if you gave your number to the devil? Now you're being stalked and you went, Well Lord, why? Lord, why? No, he said, no, Laura, why? Laura, why? You find out right then and there. Don't ask them if they go to church because the devil comes. That's a bad question. Do you go to church? Well, the devil goes to church. So you have to ask them terms to see if they're familiar with christi Ask them something like this. Have you been born again? And if they say what, say, that's okay. It was nice knowing you. I'll be praying for you. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. The word unequally yoked together, it means to come together with a different nature or class of person. The word unbelievers there is defined as a person who does not have faith or watch this, a person who is faithless. It also means one who cannot be trusted. Now go to John chapter 20. Go to John 20. Because I'm going to show you this word unbelievers in another way. Because see, you can connect with a Christian who doesn't have faith. If you meet a Christian who is faithless, then they can be considered as unequally yoked. Okay, go to John chapter, John chapter 20. Are you there? Say, I'm there. This was the story about Jesus and uh, doubting Thomas. That's what we call him. But it says in verse 27, Then says he, Jesus, to Thomas, He says, Reach your finger and behold my hands. Reach here your hand and thrust them into my side. And then he says, Be not, what's the next word, class? Be not what? Be not faithless. But believing see the word "faithless" is the same word, unbelievers over there in Second Corinthians. What he was saying in Second Corinthians, "Be not unequally yoked with faithless people," because that word "faithless is the same. Now watch this now. Thomas was a follower of Jesus Christ, but he didn't believe that Jesus had resurrected. So there're going to be some Christians that you meet that don't meet your Christian ki- criteria. I mean, if you meet somebody and they say they've been saved for a long time and they don't tithe, you can just scratch them off the list. Because if you don't, you're going to marry a curse. Okay. All right. We're too deep today. Let's just keep going. Listen to this. Here's a take-home statement. Being faithful to Christ qualifies a person as a believing believer. When you are faithful to Christ, that's what qualifies somebody. And being equally yoked is somewhat like close, like being close to the same spiritual grade that you're in. Because, see, some of you all are dating what they call, you know, when I was growing up, they call it jailbait. Y'all remember that? There used to be a song called jailbait. He just, jailbait, y'all know that. But but I know, I'm, I'm showing my age, but here's the thing. Why are you dating somebody? Here it is, you're in the 12th grade spiritually and he in kindergarten. You wonder why you have to drag him to church and drag him and ask him to do this. and Ask him, did he read his Bible? Ask him to pray. Y'all go out to dinner, you have to lead the prayer. And he don't even be praying, he be looking around and going on. He's not in the same spiritual grade you're in. She's not in the same spiritual grade that you're in. So why would you connect with somebody who is an infant spiritually? Okay, this is going real well this morning. In order to have and maintain a clean and godly relationship, you must start with some rules for your relationships. In other words, you have to have some criteria that will help you determine if you will ever get involved with this individual. So now I'm about to give you some rules... For entering into a relationship. Now, I'm I'm telling you this now. Some of you all are going to need to get this CD. Because you keep making the same mistake. If you continue to get the same kind of person at the end of the day, and it's not the person you want, it's because you have the wrong criteria. So now I'm about to give you, well, what is the criteria for entering into a relationship? Number one, you must believe that God wants what's best for you as much as you want what's best for you. You must believe that God wants the best for you. In other words, when you believe that God wants the best for you, you know what you'll do? You will follow God's rules. So you got to believe that God wants the best for you because there may be a point down the road that God may ask you to do something that you don't want to do. You got to believe that God wants the best for you as much as you want for you. Here's number two. Is this person, this is the question before you enter in, is this person saved and an active believer in Jesus Christ? Because they could have got saved at 10 years old and then backslid at 11 years old and they never went back to church and went back to the Lord at all. I've seen so many married couples. She started coming to church when she met him because she saw that he went to church and so she saw that he liked that. And so she did everything she needed to do to marry that man. And then he got married to her and now he's wondering why she won't come to church. Well, she did only went to church to get you. So listen, if they're not going to church before they met you, chances are they're not the right person you want to enter into a relationship with. Can I hear an amen, singles? Here's number three you have to ask yourself this question. What spiritual grade are they in and is it close to mine? What spiritual grade are they in and is it close to mine? Now these are rules for entering. Here's number four. Prayer must always proceed pushing forward. Prayer must always proceed pushing forward. In other words, before you push forward in that relationship, before you push play, before you push fast forward, you need to pray. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. The Bible says, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So before you move forward, before you give them your phone number, if you have not prayed before you gave them your phone number, don't give it to them because you might not need to. Do you know if you can't hear God to determine whether or not you should give somebody your phone number? Me, you're not going to be able to hear God when you get married? So listen, this whole process is going to help you develop and learn the voice of God. Amen. Prayer should always proceed pushing forward. Here's number five. Ask this question. Is this person faithful to the Lord and are they consistently walking with him? Number six, are they connected and involved to a church? Now, some of you all need to ask yourself this question. Because this can't be your criteria if you ain't doing it. Okay? Are they connected and involved in a church and to a church? Here's number seven. When was the last time they were in a relationship? They just quit their girlfriend yesterday, and they asking you for their phone number today. You don't want to rebound. I don't want to be in a relationship with somebody who just got out of a 10-year relationship. Because obviously, I couldn't have been the one that should have been in their life or they wouldn't have stayed with that person 10 years. I mean, God could have helped them find me before he spent two and 10 years with that person. Okay. Okay. Oh, so you all would date somebody immediately who just got out of a relationship. Okay. Here's the next one. Ask yourself the question, are they living a consistent celibate lifestyle? Or are you their next booty call? If you didn't understand that one, see me after service. Here's the next one. Have you watched them long enough to have heard from God to move forward? My wife and I, we were friends for a whole year before I figured out that that was my wife. A whole year. You just can't. That's my boo. No, that's your boo-tee. That ain't your boo. I'm just being real today. Because, see, I wouldn't have to be calling, counseling you because you crying over this relationship that you never should have been in. Amen. Here's the next one. We may not be able to put this one on the website. <laughs> Here's number 10. How did you meet this person? And were you faithful to God when you met him? Okay. The wrong place can mean the wrong person. Oh, you met her at the club. Oh, is that where you really want to meet your wife? You want to meet your wife at the club? And some people be like, I don't want to meet my wife at the club. Well, why are you there at the club to see your husband? <laughs> Here's the next one. Are you secretly dating this person? And if so, why? Why does nobody know that you you, you, know, you got a relationship? Why, no, why? Nobody knows. Hello. You've been, you been a member of this church all these years. We ain't never seen you with nobody. But you got a boyfriend or a girlfriend, something wrong. I'm telling you, boy, I'll sniff them down like a hound dog. Oh, no, no, no. Here's the next one. Is your spiritual life consistent and are you ready to start dating? Are you healed from your last relationship? These are all the things you need to be thinking about before you jump in there. Watch this. Here's the next one. Are you actively working on being the man or the woman of God you need to be? Or are you being distracted with every thought and person that shows any interest in you? Here's the number 14. Is there anyone in your life that can help you spiritually and naturally judge this potential person? I mean, somebody other than you ought to be able to judge the person. That, I'm so in love. What a B. Love. No, before you jump in there, you know, some of your friends can just look at somebody and go, girl, that is not, no, no, no. Come on. Some of your friends can be like, man, don't do that. You know, you know why you trying to get with her. You know, you, you know, you know that ain't God. Amen. Here's the thing. If it does not seem right when you meet them, it probably ain't right. So let me give you some results now of what happens when you don't follow biblical principles in going into a relationship. I'm going to tell you what is going to potentially happen. If you don't do any of the things I just said, and you just jump into a relationship, I'm about to tell you what's going to happen if you don't follow, follow biblical principles. Go to Judges chapter 16. Go to Judges chapter 16. We talk about this man, but we really don't see what happened to his life. There's a man in the Bible named Samson, and we know the story. You know, he had this long hair, and it made him real strong. But see, Samson was a serial dater. Y'all know what serial dater is, right? That's a person who can't be by themselves. Samson was a serial dater, and he dated people that his parents didn't approve of. Judges chapter 16. I'm going to start in, uh, why don't we look in verses, I'm going to look in verse 15. Judges 16, look in verse 15. Uh. Well, let's look at verse 1 first. Okay, look at verse 1. It says, Then Samson went to Gaza, and he saw there a harlot, and he went into her. Y'all know what that means, right? Okay. I hope you know what that means. Now, go to Judges. We're going to drop down uh, to verses 15. Watch this now. Judges 16 verses 15 it says and she said now this was delilah everybody knows the story about samson and delilah and he should have knew something about delilah because she was just trying to find out his weakness so she would she would sleep she would sleep with him and then say tell me what's you know what makes you powerful and then he would lie to her and say oh it was this and it was this and so now we're about to see what happens when this happens again verse 14 Uh, Verse 15, and she said to him, how can you say you love me when your heart is not with me? Boy, this was some rap, wasn't it? She was laying it on this joker. You have mocked me three times and you told, I'm going to use a lady voice, you have mocked me three times and you told me where your strength was going to be. And it came to pass when she pressed him every day with her words. She urged him. So that his soul was troubled, he told her all of his heart, and she and said to her, "There has not nothing come. If you, in other words, you put a razor on my head, you will get my strength." And when Delilah saw that he told her all of his heart, she sent and called the lords of the Philistines and said, "Come this once, for he has showed me all of his heart." And the lords of the Philistines came to her and brought money in their hand. She was using him. Oh, 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 oh! oh. So you think uh, when you meet this woman and, and she I know, she has already brought up the fact that she can't pay her phone bill? Do you really think she really likes you? Oh, so so why is it that every time you go out to eat? You having to pay, uh, woman of God? Why? Why is that? No, no, no. Why, why, why is it? Why is it that they already getting a loan from you? Can I? Can I? Can I borrow uh, uh, a few? When you connect with the wrong person, it can destroy your spiritual life. Go to Psalm 106. Go to Psalm 106. We're going to look in verse 34. Psalm 106. I need to hurry up. Psalm 106. Look in verse 34. Let me show you what happens when you connect with the wrong person. If you don't do none of those things that I told you, all those steps to enter into the relationship, if you don't do those things, the potential of you connecting with the wrong person is seriously high. Let's look in verse 34. Psalm 106, verse 34. It says, they did not destroy the nations concerning whom the Lord commanded them, verse 35, but they mingled among the heathen and they learned their works and they served their idols which were a snare to them and they began to sacrifice their sons and their daughters unto devils. And they shed innocent blood, even the blood of their sons and daughters who they sacrificed. And I'm like, you say, I would sacrifice my kids. Yeah, you do. Because if you bring a man in your home with your kids and you don't know that man, you are sacrificing your kids for that man. If you let that woman get out close to you and she started acting like she's the kid's mama and you don't really know that woman, you're sacrificing your kids for that woman. What's going to happen if it doesn't work out? You know why you're not thinking about that? Because you want it too bad. Touch your neighbor and say, he's talking to somebody right now. This is real. Mingling in wrong relationships will cause you to adopt their negative ways and follow the principles of their God and bring sorrow in your life. Can you say amen? So what's the next thing? In fact, go to 1 Corinthians 5. Go to 1 Corinthians 5 and we're going to look in verse 9. 1 Corinthians 5 verse 9. Who you hang out with will determine what you end up doing. Who you hang out with will determine what you end up doing listen, if you have friends as single people and uh, they, uh, they sleep around a lot, you're gonna end up sleeping around. Boy, it's quiet. y'all see that mouse down there? y'all see that Can somebody just like tweet me an Amen or fax me an Amen or email me an Amen? Can I just get an Amen? 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Now, I'm going to read out of the Living Bible so y'all can find me the Living Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, look in verse 9. He says, when I wrote you before, I said not to mix with evil people. But when I said that, I wasn't talking about unbelievers who live in sexual sin or greedy cheats and thieves and idol worshipers, for you can't live in this world without being around those kind of people. Verse 11, what I meant was that you are not to keep company with anyone who claims to be a brother Christian but indulges in sexual sins or is greedy or is a swindler or worship idols or is a drunkard or abusive. He says, don't even eat lunch with that person. And if you have a friend who sleeps around, you shouldn't even be eating lunch with that person because that spirit that they are on can jump on you. Amen. The Bible says bad communication can corrupt good manners. Amen. So those are the things you need to do before you go into a relationship. Now, I'm going to teach you now real quick what to do when you get in one. Let's say you went through all that and God spoke to you and you've been watching this person and everything looks good and then you finally gave him your number and then, you know, they are what they talk about. Do you see What you see is what you hear and all that and they are who they are and they're not a pretender and none of that stuff. And you finally figure out, man, this could be the person. Because let me give you a principle that we have given to our daughter and we're going to give to our son so that this will help you. Heaven believes this with all of her heart. That, and this is what we told her, you don't date just to be dating. You don't date because you're lonely. You don't date because everybody else is doing it. You only date because you believe that's the person you're going to marry. The purpose of dating is not entertainment. It's designed for you to believe that I'm going to marry that person. So you should not even date somebody who does not look like they would be a person you marry. So heaven ain't going to be dating around. If heaven starts dating, it's because she really believes that's God's person for her life. So now what do you do when you get into the relationship? Well, here's number one. You must be honest with yourself of why you want to engage in this relationship. Is this person your financial rescuer? Are they physically beautiful but spiritually ugly? Are you lonely and just need a dating partner? You got to ask yourself, you know, I mean, because sometimes people date for the wrong reason. Does this person qualify to be my baby's mama or my baby's daddy or a role model in my kid's life? If they don't, guess what? See you, don't want to be you. And then you have to have a dating plan. A dating plan. Why? So that the rules that you have can govern your actions before you start out. So here's the here's a dating plan. Here's, here's one right here. And I think you should, these, this dating plan I'm about to give you should be like weighed out on anybody that you pretend, potentially go out with. Here's number one. Try to group date as much as possible. Okay? When you start dating somebody, try to group date. Go out with friends. Don't do all that lonely stuff. Okay, number two, this is being received real well. Number two, never, say never, never. say it again, never. one more time, never. never kiss on the first day, second day, or third day, and if you kiss on the fourth day, it needs to be on the job. I don't know you to get your slob. You might have AIDS. Okay. Okay. Look, there are some diseases now that if you get it, you can't give it back. Okay. All right. All right. I'm not a hate hater, but I'm just saying. Here's number three. Make it known up front that sex is not an option before you get married. Just tell them right up front. And if they run away, don't chase them. In fact, if they run away and don't call you no more, delete the phone number. Or block it so they can't even call you no more. Number four, never stay past 9 or 10 p.m. at their home or vice versa. Never. Say never. Never. Say it again. Never stay at their home or let them stay at your home past 10 o'clock. You say, well, Pastor, I'm grown. That's your problem. (laughs) Amen. Never watch video or television programs that have sexual explicit scenes in it. Do not. Everybody say do not. Do you not. can't handle rated R. You, right, right, yeah. you don't need rated R. What you going to do when they slipping and sliding on the screen? <laughs> you cannot handle rated R. When they take you to the movie, what kind of movie? Oh, we got PG. That's right, PG. Hey, let's go see that Disney film. I like that. Amen. I'm trying to help you. This is practical stuff here. Here's the next one. Do not introduce your children to this person until you have gotten clearance from God and an accountable person in your life that the time is right. I heard from God. Well, who else did you hear from? Here's the next one. Do not allow your children to call them daddy or mommy that they are not your children's daddy or mommy. Wait till you get married for that. Here's the next one. Never live together, i.e. shack. Do not live, never live together with this person at all. Do not share bills or exchange monies to help each other. God didn't bring you into that person's life to be a payday loan person. Listen, if they're always having financial struggles with you, that's what's going to happen when they with somebody else. I mean, when you go out with them, listen, you're going to have to, look, please, in Jesus' name, do not get a lot. Somebody done done this. You just did it too. Doggone it, Lord. Why didn't you tell me to say this last week? Somebody just took out a payday loan for somebody you just started going out with. And I'm not condemning you. I'm, don't do that. You need to go get your money back on payday. Find out what day they get paid. Go get your money. And don't ever do that again. Can I get an amen? amen? Thank you. Thank you very much. Here we go. Meet in a central place until you know this is going somewhere. Don't tell them where you live. Meet them at the park. Meet them at the mall. Meet them at the ice cream shop. Don't meet them at your house. You don't know them. I'm telling you. What's that movie? You know, that, that lady was uh, so in love with this man. What is it called? Fatal attraction. fatal attraction. I know a guy right now. It happened to him. Now he's go- he has to get an attorney to get this lady from being fatal attraction to him. Amen. Never expose everything you are looking for in a potential, potential spouse to this person. You meet them and they say, so what, 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 what are you looking for in the man you want, you know, what are you looking for? All he doing is trying to get your checklist silly. All he's trying to do is find out all the stuff that you say you want and he going to be there for right now or she going to be there for right now. Amen. <laughs> this, you got my back? Doggone it. It's 1226. Here's the next one. Let me just say this. The average person will become whatever they need to be to satisfy you. Always be open to God's signs of knowing if this is the right person. Be yourself without telling all your business to see if that person will accept you or not. You meet them on the first day and you tell them everything. You know, I got five kids. I've been divorced 10 times. And, uh, you know, yeah, no, don't be going on through all that. No, 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 no. If they want to accept you for you, they'll accept what you have. Here's the next one. Keep your clothes on all the time. Let me add this one. All sex is still wrong too as a single person. So you can keep your clothes on for that one. Okay. Do not touch each other in sexual sensitive areas. Only date online if the Lord releases you to do that. Just just date them online. Just date them. Just see if they're going to be faithful to the emails. If they can't be faithful to an email, you think they're going to be faithful to you? Come on now. God created email for a reason. Here's another one. Always let someone know where you are when you're dating a particular person. Now that goes two ways. When you're going out, make sure somebody know where you're going so they'll know where you are so they can know where to come get you. And then also make sure that somebody who you're accountable to can know uh, what stage you are in in this dating relationship, because it's it's not even fair for somebody that you got a friend, and next thing you know, you tell her about this guy you dating, or you tell her about this girl you dating, and the next time you see they see you, you engage. Come on now, get to know the person as much as possible through observation. Through conversation or through others before going on a physical date, Just try to find out stuff about the person. Number 18. Always follow these rules when you're trying to engage into a relationship because if not, you're going to have to go through the painful process of exiting a relationship. Now, I'm out of time, but do you all mind me giving you the, the, the steps real quick to get out of a relationship? Okay. Here are the steps that you need to take to get out of a relationship. Okay? Very practical. Number one. I'm missing a whole lot, but I'm just going to throw this out there. Number one. Do not allow your emotions to override your obedience. Do you know it's easy to leave somebody if you ain't slept with them? Real easy. So number one. Don't allow your emotions to override your obedience. Number two. Communicate in such a way that there is no misunderstandings of where you stand. Well, I I think we just need to take a break. Well, they're still saying you want to be with them, though. No, no, no. It needs to be very clear that there's no misunderstanding. In other words, uh, we can't go on no more girlfriend-boyfriend activities. See, if you do the same thing you were doing before, you're still in the same situation. So you just tell them, hey, you know what, uh, I appreciate, but, you know, I don't want to be friends because we didn't start out trying to be friends. We started out trying to be something else. So, you know what, I don't want to go out. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to go to the movies. I don't want to go to dinner. I don't want to do all that. I, you know, I don't, I don't know text messages. I don't need that. No email. You need to just cut it. All right. Don't do it here. Okay. Here's number, th- number three. <laughs> Let your actions be consistent with what you said. If necessary, define what your relationship should look like. In other words, you should never go beyond whatever you would do with a normal friend. In other words, if you say you're going to be friends with this person, well, how do you treat your your friends at work? You You don't kiss them. Come on out. You're not going out with them. Whatever you would do with a normal friend, that's what that person needs to become to you now. Amen. Here's the next one. Sometimes... Uh, let me, this is under that. Sometimes total disconnection is better than continued connection. All right, here's the next one. Do not go out on a date anymore. Watch this. And don't send a different signal after there's been a space of time. Because see what happens is singles get lonely. And so they just want to, uh, and so, you know, here's y- how y'all do it. Y'all get your phones out and you say, just, just haven't heard from you for a while. Just wanted to see how you're doing. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah. If you're shacking with this person that I'm talking about, and you need, watch this, to make plans to move or vice versa, at least start sleeping in a different room. If you're stuck in a shacking situation, he said, Pastor, I know I'm not supposed to be with this person. I know I'm not supposed to be with her. But, you know, we're living in the same house. Then guess what? Go sleep on the couch. And if they offer you some, if they come up in there in the kitchen to get something to eat and this. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm out of time. <laughs> the best way to get out of a relationship that you know you shouldn't have got in is to just be frank and say, "Don't blame it on them cuz you do not want to got in it." Just tell them, appreciate it. Don't blame it on God either. Well, God told me. Well, no, no, no. Because you didn't ask God to get in it. So no, don't blame it on God either. Just say to him, it's been good. I don't want to be involved anymore. And if you can't handle his voice over the phone, hey, baby. If you can't handle that, text him. You text everything. Else. Y'all be fighting over text. Okay, if you can fight over text, you can dump them over text. Okay, you don't want to do text? Send me an email. Be real nice. Type it out. Hey, how you doing? I know we've been together quite a bit, but I'm not feeling good right now. It's nothing you have done. It's all about me. I just want you to know that today is the last day I will be corresponding with you. So please don't call me. Don't email me. Don't come come over my house. Because if you do, this message will not change. Thank you for understanding. And I hope that you will find God's best for your life. P.S. No more. (laughs) Please read the top again. That you are serious about having the right one when you can stand and be still and let Him bring you the right one. Every head bowed right there. Every head bowed. Every eye closed. Here's my question Who's here today? Oh my. Okay. Man, God just challenged me to do something. Okay. Uh, every head bowed. Nobody moving. Be still. I'm gonna do something I've never done before. Uh, if you're that person that took out a payday loan for someone who you just really met, this is gonna to be tough, but, but, but I have a blessing for you. And I believe I'm only talking to one person. I mean, this just happened. This is a, this is a recent transaction If that's you, I'm going to show you how good and real God is. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand because I want to pray for you and I want to do something for you. Raise your hand right there. If that's you in the room, I'm not going to judge you. I want to help you. If you're the person that has went out there and got a loan for somebody else that you recently just kind of know, don't really know them that good, but you know them, but you know they're not the type you're going to be with, raise your hand right there. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Because I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do for you before I find out who the hand is. Because I might get more than one hand. So if that's you, just come on, be, be honest. Just, uh, don't let the devil put shame on you. It, it ain't shame. I'm going to wait. Okay. All right, I'm going to do it like this. I'm going to wait after service. And if that's you, just come to me that way. Because God's told me to do something for you. And so if you you will obey him, I will obey him. Okay? If you're here today and you say, Pastor Evan, I I need to get out of a relationship, will you pray for me? I want to pray for you right there. Just raise your hand and say, Pastor Evan, I'm I'm in a relationship. I need to get out. I need to get out. If if that's you, raise your hand. Raise up real high, real high, real high, real high. Amen. I see your hands. I see your hands. I see your hands. I see them. Father, in Jesus' name. You said they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them. And I pray right now that you will infuse them with some strength, with some power, with an ability. That, Father, they'll be able to go to that person. You will give them the right thing to say. You will give them the right way to do it. And by this time next week, it'll be done. And I thank you, God, they will not go another week without resolving this issue. Because, God, the longer they take to get out of something, the longer it takes for you to get them into something. And so I thank you for their hands right now in Jesus' name. You can put your hand down now. If you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. In other words, if you died today. you...